Hey everyone, Andrew Seeley here, and welcome to episode three of Air Check, a podcast produced by the WVU Alumni Association. My guest today is Paige Lavender, senior editor of Breaking News at HuffPost. Paige comes to HuffPost with years of experience in media and reporting, and in this conversation, we cover everything from growing up in West Virginia to the importance of having a mentor to having to miss Mountaineer football games in order to earn a master's degree. There's got to be a better way. But with no further ado, our third episode of Air Check. Let's go. Paige, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So for folks who don't really know you, can you just tell me a little bit about where we are and what it is that you do? Sure. Right now, we are in my office. I work at HuffPost in Washington, D.C. Uh, our office is right by the White House, for anyone familiar with the town. Uh, and what I do, I am a senior breaking news editor now at HuffPost. Um, that means I help lead a global team of reporters and editors uh, who cover everything from terrorist attacks to shootings to elections to, you know, anything like that, anything that's sort of sudden and developing. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I do now. <laughs> so, uh, you know, what does that look like on a day-to-day scale for you? Um, what are you doing? What were you doing earlier today? It's, it's funny that you asked that because th- there is no day-to-day. Like, no day is the same in this job. Um, you know, some days it's a lot of just kind of digging around you know, we just got through the holidays and, uh, you know, that time of year can be very slow for the news. But then, you know, I helped lead coverage of our of the hurricanes, you know, last fall during hurricane season. And that was just 24 hours of constantly being online and checking Twitter and watching the Weather Channel and communicating with reporters. We actually had reporters in Texas and in Florida for Harvey and Irma, um, which is stressful. I feel like it's like my kids out you know in a dangerous storm or something and I have to constantly be checking on them and you know and then it's just editing text you know I am an editor so I edit uh, everything that reporters write here and um, you know help make sure everything's getting out on social media just basically making sure that HuffPost is delivering the news to people. Yeah for sure and so maybe for people who don't know a whole lot about HuffPost how many people work here and what kind of operation is this? Yeah, well, in this office in Washington, D.C., there's about 40 people that work, um, but we actually are a global operation, like I said. Our biggest office is in New York. We have a couple hundred people up there. And on my team, I manage people who are based in Louisiana and California and Colorado and New York and D.C. And, um, you know, we have some people in London. Uh, so we're really, we're all over the place, and there, there's hundreds of us. <laughs> so how did you get from capping out at WVU, and we'll talk about your days at WVU a little bit later, sure. um, but how did you how did you get from Morgantown to the position that you're in today? Honestly, I think it was just pure luck and good timing, and I had a great connection. Um, actually, I was in the WVU uh, School of Journalism, which is now the Reed College of Media. I know they've undergone a name change. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, and they have a mentorship program for students there. And uh, I was encouraged to do it by a few professors and advisors. So I signed up and I was partnered with a man named Peter Curry, who at the time uh, was working at AOL, which owns HuffPost or used to own HuffPost. It's complicated. Uh, But anyway, so I met with Peter and I basically, you know, he was really nice. He gave a lot of advice um, and he was great at, you know, talking on the phone and emailing. (laughs) And I basically just annoyed him until he set me up with meetings. I was like, look, I want to come to D.C. I want to meet some people. Like, help me. What can you do here to help me with my job prospects? I was a senior in college 
at the time. Um, and so I was just, I was relentless in my emailing with him. And finally he was like, all right. And he set me up one full day of meetings. I think I had eight meetings in one day all over DC. It was a crazy day. And I met with people from uh, ABC and C-SPAN and, you know, I met with freelance reporters who had written for Politico, and I also came to HuffPost, and I met with my former boss, Ryan Grimm, um, and another former boss, Elise Siegel, and I gave them, like, a five-minute presentation of my sort of senior project I was working on. It was a very quick meeting. Um, I, I thought they hated me. <laughs> they, it was very, like, hi, nice to meet you. Okay, bye. And then um, – and then, yeah, it, that turned into an internship, so that was really great. Um, just getting face-to-face time with them, you know, kind of got my foot in the door to have an internship here. And then very quickly, uh, at, a, at a very quick internship, I was only an intern for about a month from June to July 2011. Uh, and I think I got hired really quickly because the 2012 presidential election was shaping up and they really needed someone to help, and I was here. So it was that's where the timing comes in. So. Yeah. Absolutely. And so you, when you started here, were you more, you were a political editor, right? Right. Yeah. I was, I was hired as an intern on the politics team. And when, and when I got a full-time job here, I was an associate politics editor and I really moved up through the ranks and uh, finally made it to be a senior politics editor. And that was my job for really five, five or so years, the first five years I was here. So, so when, when you took all those meetings in DC, did you know going into it that you wanted to land in DC or did you know that you wanted to go in politics or you just wanted how, you know how did that shape out yeah it was not about politics actually which I know sounds weird you know when you want to come to DC that's yeah. the natural thing to want to be um, involved with but uh, I actually had been accepted to graduate school in the fall of 2011 and I wanted a summer internship that I could have before graduate school at American University and then uh, I got an internship at HuffPost and got a job offer very quickly and I ended up not going to graduate school that fall <laughs> um, I deferred and then I ended up not going ever uh, you know in the regular program uh, what I ended up doing was a weekend program so I do have my master's degree now uh, but I did it on Saturdays for two years and I got it in two, 2016 so about five years after I planned <laughs> gotcha that sounds difficult every it, Saturday it was not fun to spend all my I mean what really sucked was like I started to learn to follow WVU football on Twitter (laughs) because all the games are on Saturdays and I was never able to watch a WVU game it was the worst and so I would just be in class like constantly refreshing Twitter to get football updates yeah yeah. sad (laughs) well fortunately for you the last couple of seasons we've had games here in in DC yeah I've been to those unfortunately this year's game I had like really terrible seats but it was still fun like (laughs) the tailgating's fun and just seeing Mountaineers everywhere is like the best feeling, you know, especially when you're not in Morgantown. It's nice to be surrounded by that. Yeah, absolutely. Do you find that you see quite a few Mountaineers in D.C. in general? I mean, obviously not as many as you see at the stadium when there's a football game, but do you see quite a few, you know, flying WVs around here? Definitely. All the time, everywhere. Every once in a while, I'll give a little shout out, like a little let's go Mountaineers. And it's so funny you brought that up because I actually just flew from London to DC on Sunday and on the flight I was like waiting to use the bathroom and the woman comes out of the bathroom with a WVU hat on flying from London to DC and I thought we're everywhere that's all <laughs> see I love that because I've, everywhere I go now like it seems cliche but literally everywhere I go I feel like I find somebody who at least has a connection maybe they're not mm-hmm. an alum but 
oh, you know, my grandmother went to WVU, yeah. or my my cousin is is a mountaineer. You know, let's go from across the street, whatever it is. So, <laughs> yeah, it's so nice. So I love that. But tell me a little bit more about your your time in West Virginia, your time yeah. at WVU. Um, you mentioned that you grew up kind of near Charleston. and Yeah, I'm from a town called Chesapeake, which is right between Charleston and Beckley, for, for those familiar with those cities. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I grew up there, till lived there till I was 18, and then went to Morgantown, and I had just the best experience at WVU. I mean, it was that was the only school I applied for. You know, I knew my, my mom and dog were so excited about me going there, probably because it was not too far from home. <laughs> but, you know, they also are big fans of the school. And, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I've got to do so many things at WVU uh, that have benefited me, not just in my professional life, but just in my life generally. And so I, I look back on the whole thing really fondly. Yeah. Are there any um, specific organizations or things that you did in your time while you were in Morgantown that, that you really loved? Yeah. I mean, I just anything that the School of Journalism or College of Media offered, um, you know, I just did. I was the president of a club called Ed on Campus, which was fun. It was a magazine journalism group that uh, was at the school. It's still there. And um we went to New York and got to go talk to some editors at magazines, and I just thought that was the coolest thing in the world and uh, really made some good connections. I mean, I still talk to some of the girls uh, that I met in that group, both from WVU and from other schools that were involved in other schools' chapters of the group. Um, so that really helped. And, and yeah, and just, I mean, working. I mean, you know, I wrote for the DA and uh, was able to secure an internship at the Charleston Daily Mail, which is now part of the Charleston Gazette Mail uh, you know, I did. I got an internship there through the school. So, you know, I had a lot of opportunities to work and get work experience uh, thanks to WVU. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, so did you, when you were, you know, in the, I call it the J school too, and you're, when you're in the. <laughs> it's a hard habit to it, break. It's tough, yeah. So when, when you were in the College of Media, um, you know, looking ahead to, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019, <laughs> what were you, did, you know, did you th- what did you think you wanted to be doing? You know, did you, what What was the goal? I mean, I truly can say that I didn't know I would be doing politics or, or breaking news. I thought I would be, I wrote a lot of feature stories when I was in college and I really loved that sort of like a lot of entertainment stuff. I, I was an arts and entertainment writer for the DA and um, I don't know that I was necessarily good at writing those, but I enjoyed it. And, you know, I, I thought that I would graduate from WVU, come here for a year of grad school, and then probably move back to West Virginia and try to find some newspaper job there. Um, so the fact that I'm working in a digital, you know, we don't even have a newspaper. We're all online at HuffPost, and I'm covering these, like, national and international news stories, which is just still crazy to me today. It feels like such an honor to be able to you know, report these things that so many people get to read and, and work with the people I do. I work with an amazing group of people, and I, I feel like I'm I'm still learning from them, you know, just like I was learning stuff at WVU. I've not stopped learning since I left. I think that's key. That's, yeah. That's huge. <laughs> um, would you have any advice to somebody? Let's start with, you know, a student or a young alum who – Maybe just not necessarily have posts, but maybe they just want to pursue journalism mm-hmm. in D.C. or, or anywhere, uh, um, you know, as a, as a young individual starting out. Do you have anything that, that maybe helped you or, or advice for them? Yeah, I mean, I would just, first of all, talk to anyone you can. I mean, email me if you want. My email's on HuffPost's <laughs> website. You can find it really easily. Um, I mean, it's my first name and last name at HuffPost.com. But 
you know, reach out to people, you know, and be polite. Just ask, like, hey, do you have any advice? Like, can we get coffee? That kind of thing is so important, making connections, you know, and keeping them and really, you know, making sure you keep relationships with people. Uh, I think that helps in any job, maybe not just journalism. (laughs) Um, And also just being really open to any and all opportunities. Like, uh, you know, like I said, I never expected to do politics, and that was the first job I was hired for. And when I was in college, I had, you know, internships in PR and and television. My first internship ever was at WSAZ in Charleston, and it was so awkward. I remember at one point uh, one of the reporters asked if I wanted to get in front of the camera and just do, like, a pretend stand-up, you know, where you, like, throw to a news story or whatever. Sure. And I just flat out said no, (laughs) which as an intern is probably not the thing to do, but I was so scared to be in front of the camera. I was so convinced I didn't want to be a broadcast journalist uh, you know, but I was there anyway, just at least trying. Um, but it's funny that now for my job, I'm in front of the camera quite a bit. So, you know, you learn from those things. And so anyway, just keep an open mind about whatever. Don't say no to any opportunities. Yeah. And reach out. <laughs> you said how many meetings did you take in D.C.? Eight, like eight or nine that for that yeah. one day. And, and it was it was a crazy day, but it's totally worth it. So. Yeah, absolutely. You never know who you're going to meet or yeah. who, again, you see mountaineers everywhere. So who knows when you might <laughs> come into D.C. and and you know, somebody's got a, a flying WV in their office. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so kind of maybe not necessarily in journalism, but, you, you know, you you mentioned how important it is to be networking. Um, and it feels to me like Washington, D.C. is like the networking, you know, capital. It, it, you mm-hmm. know, it is it, – it's everything here. Mm-hmm. And so for somebody who maybe is in the Statler College of Engineering or, or you know, pursuing medicine or whatever it is – um, what advice would you have to somebody who knows that they want to be here in the nation's capital? I mean, like I said before, just reach out to people who are already here. You know, if you know you want to be somewhere, whether it's D.C. or Chicago or Charleston, West Virginia or Beckley or Parkersburg or wherever, you know, uh, the people who are already there can be huge help to you. So, you know, reach out to anyone and, and make sure you keep and foster those relationships with people. You know, show people that you care. That sounds kind of cheesy, but it's true. It'll help in the long run. Um, and really just put yourself out there. You know, I know it's not always financially feasible for people to tra- drive to D.C. or drive to wherever. Like, I was fortunately able to do that when I was in college. I did it real budget, you know. Like, I got the cheapest hotel room and, like, carpooled with someone. And, I mean, you know. But uh, if you're able to do those things, you know, you should try to really get out there physically yourself. And then if you're not able to do those things, there are lots of programs that assist, you know, financially and um, you know, getting a car and things like that, you know, look for resources that can be of help to you. There's there's always someone out there willing to help. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, come to think of it, we have one of the largest alumni chapters here in Washington, yeah. D.C. So yeah. if you're thinking, hey, maybe I want to I want to head out there, reach out to the Alumni Association and, and we may have somebody we absolutely have somebody that we can, you know, partner you with and, and maybe give you a recommendation on where to eat or even give you a place to stay. Oh, I have lots of recommendations on where to eat. Yeah. So, um, getting back to, to your, your, you know, current position, uh, you know, you mentioned that you were covering, um, the hurricanes mm-hmm. and, and, you know, all sorts of different, um, breaking news events. Since you've been in this position, what are some of the, is there any event or thing that you've, that you've covered that has really defined, you know, what you're doing or that, that really stands out oh, to you? Yeah. I mean, well, like I said, I was a politics editor for years, so I helped with both presidential elections and the 2016 one really just kind of upended the way we look at political news. <laughs> so sure. that certainly changed my perspective on a lot of things. Uh, and also, you know, just, uh, 
unfortunately, I've had to cover a lot of tragedy in this job. Um, and it never gets easier. I mean, the Sandy Hook shooting stands out to me as a really hard day. And you kind of have to, I mean, you know, things like that make you sort of reprioritize your thoughts about things and what matters in your life. And, you know, it's just, it kind of puts into perspective what's important. And so, so yeah, I feel like every, every news story we cover kind of like sticks with me in some way. And, you know, those bigger ones certainly have a lasting impact. Yeah, absolutely. What, what do you think that you, you know, that you take from West Virginia to cover some of those things or, or to handle some of those things? What did you learn at WVU? And, you know, where where does WVU play a role in, in that? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I just learned at the school, I learned so many basic skills. But I think just being a West Virginian and growing up in that state, I think, everyone I think would agree if you come from West Virginia you're kind of always used to being seen as like kind of an underdog or you know maybe people you're used to people uh, underestimating you a bit and so one thing I try to do in my work is just kind of make sure we're representing voices that may not necessarily be heard Um, you know making sure we're thinking about all perspectives when we when we write things and when we cover the news. Um, you know, I'm I'm trying to bring that to the table and and even just being a voice for West Virginia. You know, I'm I think I'm one of the only West Virginians on staff at HuffPost unless there are some people here sneaking around I don't know about. <laughs> um, but you know, like I, I was able to help with some stories that that were about West Virginia. You know, we. Of course, I think I really look to the local media there for for stuff uh, on, like, the Elk River chemical spill, spill comes to mind and, um, you know, the floods uh, a couple years ago. We, we try to cover that. And, and, you know, I think one thing that I have been really good at is just being able to point to people on the local level, like, you should be following Ken Ward, Jr., of the Gazette Mail for coal news. You know what I mean? And you should be following these reporters for Statehouse News. Brad McElhenney used to be my boss at the Daily Mail, and he's doing great Statehouse News now at Metro News. And so I try to make sure that the people I work with know who on the local level they should be following uh, just to keep up with stuff there and and to make sure that what matters to West Virginians is on the radar of people here. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So often I feel like West Virginia maybe gets overlooked, and so it's great to have you as you in in the corner, in our corner for for the state of West Virginia. I'm trying. I'm not always successful, but I'm trying. (laughs) So what, you know, as you look ahead, I just asked you when you were were at WVU, you know, what what some of your goals were, you know, looking ahead for you, what are some of the things that, that you see in your future? Oh, gosh. I mean, I just, that's such a hard question. Uh, You know, I would like to be doing the news, reporting the news as long as I can. And, you know, I did mention I got my master's degree. I hope one day to maybe teach or something. You know, that's the reason I went back to school primarily was so I would have the option of maybe teaching if WVU will let me. (laughs) And, um, you know, I'm trying to find ways to give back to the state. You know, I do know that a lot of people leave West Virginia, and I'm one of those people, and that, that's something I struggle with a lot. And so I'm hoping in the future I can be more involved in things within West Virginia and with, with the school and, you know, back in my hometown of Chesapeake. And, um, 
yeah. I, so I don't nothing concrete. I have a lot of general plans, but not really sure where I'm going to go. That yeah. is totally fine. So you mentioned earlier that you know, uh, if anybody's heading to DC, maybe they could they could reach out to you for some advice. But um, if people just want to keep up to date with what you're doing, or you know, follow you, where should they go? Totally. I am on Twitter always. <laughs> My Twitter handle is at Page Lav, P-A-I-G-E-L-A-V, just the first part of my name, pretty easy. Uh, or you can follow me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page just for my work. Uh, if you just go on Facebook and type Page Lavender, you'll see it pop up. And yeah, love to have new followers, love to have people message me, especially love it when people message me and say they're from West Virginia and we're kindred spirits out there on the internet. So definitely let me know if you guys are following. Awesome. Well, Paige, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Hey guys, it's Andrew again, and I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to our third episode. If you enjoyed my conversation with the page, make sure you stay up to date as we release new podcasts on the WVU Alumni app, available for Apple and Android users. And as always, you can head to our website, alumni.wvu.edu, for more information. Thanks for listening.